Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to Two Sober Chicks, live from Akron, Ohio. Yes! <laughs> Very exciting. We had such a good time, such a good road trip um, yesterday. We did. It was a long road trip. It was a long road trip. And we you know, made it, we left at 10, we arrived at our hotel at 9. Yeah, but we had some stops. We had to stop at uh, Chick-fil-A, because that's <sighs> Julie's Don't favorite. even say the name. <laughs> Pretty sure she was having the big O in the front seat while she was driving. I thought we were going to hit the ditch there for a little bit yeah. when she saw the Chick-fil-A sign. <laughs> My favorite. And there were tears, weren't there, Sarah? There were. There were definite tears. Nothing addict behavior about that at all. <laughs> no. Just saying. And I'd never even heard of this restaurant before, so I'm, I'm, I'm so loud. I'm going to back up here. I can relax and sit back. Perfect. So I'm just kind of checking our levels. What else did we do? We met a friend of Sarah's. Sarah have, is, you know, one of those worldwide AA people who she travels and goes to AA all over the world. And she met a friend in Florida. And then this gentleman and his wife invited us to their home in Ohio, which was just outside of uh, where we are. So we stopped in. It's so amazing. Like people we have never met before, mm -hmm. never talked to, but we have this common bond, you know, a, a struggle. We yeah. were united by our struggle. So, um... People, what does it say? Something about the ships? People who have... The... Oh, when you've experienced something like a shipwreck. It's like uh, there's a name for it. When people survive a disaster together and they're bonded immediately. I mean, the questions we were asking them and the conversations we were having is not something that you is typical of someone that you've just met. But that's how it happens in recovery. No. I mean, it's not typical that you make your friend's wife cry at the dinner table. <laughs> on the first meeting <laughs> yeah but that took place and uh you know god bless those people love that they're not offended by that but that's just it talks about the um the type of bond that people in this program of recovery can form together because it's a program of honesty and it's a program of action yeah and we are we are i think we're deeply connected because of that because we share and this is why i talk about my sisters and like i have not made friendships as deeply connected as the ones I've made in recovery. And I think it's for that reason, because of the, the honesty, the bare knuckles honesty, we get down to it. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, in Akron, Ohio. Of course, we just had our PJ party and um, you know we were talking in bed this morning and, uh, and all of a sudden I stopped Julie halfway through her amazing story because <laughs> we had just been talking a couple of days ago on our podcast about relationships and relationships in the program and in recovery and you know the 13th step we joke about the 13th step a lot because I got married to someone in the rooms um, and you had this amazing analogy to share and I said wait <laughs> I hope I remember I hope so too because it was brilliant so you were talking about um, a sponsee had called me yeah. and she was talking about um, this guy that she was interested in and she her first comment was that she's really enjoying detaching from this relationship because usually she gets super spun up. So my first, my at this point we were texting and I said, the detach thing troubles me because the word detach means you have to separate from something and then that usually means something going on. I said, if there are two adults that have a relationship that are on the same page that are like, hey, this is what we're doing, it's not serious, we're sleeping together and you both have that mutual understanding, that's one thing. But if you're telling me you're having to detach from a relationship with someone, that's a red flag. And or she you're said- you're using it to detach from something else. Perfect. Like you're using sex to detach from some other shitty situation in your life. Yeah, and at this point we hadn't spoken and she said, you have it bang on, I'm detaching. So mm. she 
I guess maybe it was a survival technique for her, was convincing her with something else. Like, oh, this is nice. For once, I'm just able to engage in a relationship and not become emotionally attached. So she ended up calling me and saying that she was having problems reading this guy, which is really weird because she reads people really well. And she told me a little bit more. And she has been in recovery for a while. She works in an amazing program. She's very connected to higher power. And she said, well, he's in the rooms, but he isn't staying sober. And I said, there it is. You are so used to existing in the sunlight of the spirit in a fellowship with people where we have this common bond and we're always connecting to the higher power and we're always connecting to the work and this guy isn't doing the work. So there's a block right there. It made so much sense to me. And we talked through it a little bit and she realized that this is not a good situation for her to embark on. Um, but that when we've been lonely for a while, we kind of just want to see where it's going to go. When I really like someone and I don't find people that I like often and we're really attracted to each other, but realizing that an addict wants what an addict wants. Just because I want it, it doesn't mean I should have it. Mm -hmm. Just because I have a desire inside me, it doesn't mean it has to be fulfilled. And sort of working through that and realizing what she has at stake, which is you with amazing sobriety going where you're going and turning your life around, you get involved with someone that's not getting it consistently. A, of course he wants to be around you, but what are you sacrificing for that relationship and is it worth it? Yeah. And maybe by saying no, you might actually be helping him. Because maybe he'll step up his game and stay focused on his own program of recovery and action instead of diluting his program with doing something else. Because I find we would often do that when things get, for me, when things would get hard in the program, I, I would be looking for that solution. And I hadn't quite figured out what the solution was, that it was a, a, a solution of uh, a spiritual program of action. Um, so I, when I was struggling, when I was stuck with things, and I didn't have alcohol or drugs to turn to, then I would look for other things that would make me feel better. Food mm, or sex or... Good point. You know, just friendship. Um, we also were listening to Joe and Charlie, who I love oh, the Joe and Charlie tapes. That, I'm telling you, should be required for every newcomer. I've never heard it. Yeah. I've been in recovery for seven years now. That's the first time I heard really? it on a road trip. And it was just like the big book come to life. Yeah. Even though we were listening to it, I felt like it was a movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe the stuff that was coming out of there. And they're long since gone now, these gentlemen, but it, they're old timers. When you listen to them, they were old timers. You know, I love their voice. I love their, their I think one of them or maybe both of them is from a little bit of the southern United States mm -hmm. here, a little bit of the twang. Couldn't pay me 13 cents. Yeah, <laughs> something about not having what that person wanted. It was about length of sobriety uh, versus quality of sobriety. Which we talk about a lot. And I am so grateful that my sponsor, Luke, he introduced me to that. It was like required homework. I had to download these, you know, Joe and Charlie sessions and listen to those sessions while we were going through the big book together. So it was really great because it really helped me dig deep and get a better understanding. And also understand, like, when Luke said to me, we're going to start on the Roman numerals section, I was like, who reads the Roman numeral section? I want to. I don't want to start there. I want to start right at the beginning. He's like, that is the beginning. Mm. So that's where we started. And it was interesting that I've heard, uh, we heard a story during that where a man came oh. up to Joe, and I, it makes me teary and gives me goosebumps. I know. And he said, what are you reading, young man? And, and Joe said, well, I'm reading the, the beginning, the, Roman, the doctor's opinion in the Roman numeral section. And uh, he said, what's that? And so he showed him. The man left and then came back and said, I have been in these rooms for 39 years, and I have never read that. And now I'm going to take this back to my group. I guess they were at a conference. I'm going to take this back to my group, and I'm going to share it with everyone. Imagine, 39 years sober, and he had never read that. 
which talks about that this is a disease. That's um, what made me feel not crazy right? was reading the doctor's opinion. I was like, oh my God, there is something wrong with me. And because I think we all feel like we're defective in some way, that it's because I'm a bad person. That's why I drink the way I do. That's why I can't cope with addiction because I have a moral problem. And I don't, and it's about willpower. Willpower, yeah. And everyone's always saying that to us. Why can't you just stop? Why can't you just have two? Why can't you drink water in between? Why can't you not drink the hard stuff and maybe just drink beer? Or maybe just drink wine? Or mix it with some soda water and cut it back a little bit? Then I have to drink five times as much, but okay, I'll try that. Mm. I tried everything. And uh, so the doctor's opinion really highlights the fact that this is um, a disease and it is twofold. It is a bodily affliction and it is a mental affliction. So uh, when we put alcohol in our bodies, we behave and react differently than most people do because we have an allergy to that alcohol and it triggers something and it triggers a craving to then want more and we need more. And then when we're not having it, we have this disease of the mind that thinks, oh, I've been away from it for a little while. I can probably drink again. It'd be okay for me. And, our, and we lie to ourselves. That's part of that. We talk about that insanity is that constant, mm -hmm. our brain is tricking us. My sponsor always says his brain or his, his disease is in the background doing push-ups, you know, waiting for that right moment to strike mm -hmm. and be strong when we're weak to say, maybe you should have a drink. That might be, that sounds like a good idea. It's not, for me, it's not just about, it's that, that brain that keeps telling me that. It's obsessive. Obsess yeah, so it doesn't tell that. me once or twice. It goes and it goes and it goes and it drives me to the brink of insanity. And that's just as much as part of the physical craving is the mental obsession. And I think, do you find too that um, we've experienced this just recently, your obsession can also come out in other ways. Like for me, it's, yeah. not, just about, it's not just about the craving, right, Sarah? It's about getting a thought and running with that thought. That won't let go. And, and not letting it go, which is why little things like, you know, let go and let God become so integral to my recovery and my continued sobriety and my, you know, somewhat level sanity because I have to learn to let things go. Um, another thing that came out in the Joe and Charlie, which I really loved, and we're only on tape two. Each tape is an hour mm -hmm. and there are 10 of them. <laughs> because the nature of the road trip is like, we'll be listening and then one of us will be like, wait a second, wait, and pause. we'll pause it. Or something will come up and we'll pause it. Or we'll see a landmark and we'll pause it. So it's kind of, we keep interrupting it, yeah. but it's so fun. And then we have to rewind and then it's like a sermon. And then we're like, amen. And we're all nodding our heads and we're like, yes. And then one of us is like, rewind that. I need to hear that again. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It is so good. They're great. So I highly recommend if you've never heard Joe and Charlie, you definitely yes, should get Joe and Charlie. It. I just found it. It's a podcast just like this. So if wherever you're downloading us from, I believe I got it from iTunes. I need just it type in my in life. Joe and Charlie. And you can download load those and listen to those as well. So we yeah. recommend it. <sighs> so I'm starving. I know this has been a short podcast. Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> What's that? I was going to say about crossing the border. You don't have to whisper. You're part of this today. Oh, I'm part of this. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting. What the border guard said? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so we posted a little clip okay. of it in our Facebook page. Yep. Should we sign off here? Uh, no, if you want Keep to talk about okay. this, yeah. It's weird because we're so used to just doing the podcast that to have it a video at the same time, I'm not really sure what we should be doing. It'll be like, and camera one and camera two and mic one <laughs> and mic two and get back to camera one. Um, we got to the border and the border guard asked us our citizenship, what we did for a living, how we knew each other. And then he said, where are you going? And I said, we're on a, we're on a girl's trip 
to go see historical landmark in Akron, Ohio. And he said, what's in Akron, Ohio? And I said, one of the co-founders of AA's house. And he went, okay, do you have any food or booze in the car? And I'm thinking, did I just hear him right? And I said, well, we have nuts and granola bars. He goes, well, do you have any booze in the car? So he either didn't know what AA is or didn't really listen to our answer. And I was like, nope. Okay, thank you on your way. So we get going and we're listening to podcasts. We're driving through wine country. Billboards, vineyards on either side. It's just... It, the universe is a tricky and funny and mysterious and magical place. And you were the one who brought it up. Couldn't uh, I could not see it. Has anyone noticed that we're driving? And, and I hadn't even noticed that they were, I didn't know that they were vineyards. And Sarah goes, thank God someone else mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was These the These guys are looking at deer and different signs and even got to see beautiful crosses. And, yeah. and I'm like, that's so funny. Like, it's flowering. It's spring. Like, the vineyards are purple. And I'm loving that they haven't seen rows and rows of wines. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone else, but there was not a moment where that actually was a thought. I noticed it. But it wasn't in my brain. I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't like, oh, oh boo, poor me. Yeah. Or wouldn't yeah, it be nice? True. Nothing. Nothing. Neutrality. Um, the other one quick thing that I almost forgot to mention was the Joe and Charlie thing. And I really loved it when he said this. He said, um, it is a program of action, not a program of thinking. Into action, not into thinking. <laughs> into action, yes. <laughs> not into thinking. Because that was really probably one of my biggest hurdles is that I was always mm-hmm. trying to think mm-hmm. and uh, debate the program yeah, and come up with a different or better way. And how many times did I rewrite the big book because I, I didn't like the language and I thought it was misogynist. And, yeah. and they talk about that too. It's like, you know, why change something that works? I can substitute he for she, you know, I can take to the, wa- to the wives and have it apply to me in some way, mm-hmm. you know, it could be to the husbands. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But it's not about the language. It's about me. It's about and what's going on in And that here. alcoholics have not changed. Yes. The alcoholic is still the same, so the book should still be the same. Yeah. And to respect the integrity of the book. And that's not for everyone, and that might offend people, and that's okay. We're allowed to have our different opinions. That's right. It's okay. It's our fucking podcast, so... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> in radio, if you said... Turn the fucking channel if you don't like it. You know, you would have had a serious one-hour oh, lecture. Freedom. Yeah. The freedom is this so is good. A, this is why this is so great, because we don't have sponsorship. We don't have to cater to anyone. You know, we can speak our mind uh, because this is our truth. This is our perspective, our thoughts on the program of recovery and what has worked for us. There are many other ways that might work out there for people. Uh, my wife is in addiction and recovery. She helps, she's a counselor, she helps people. And she's always saying, well, not everybody gets sober by going to AA. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm just glad that they got sober or they got well. This is how I got well. Yeah. So if you want what I have, this is what I have to share. Yeah, you got That's gotta... it. I'm out. <laughs> Well, this has been great. I think it'll be a one-person sign-off today. Do you know how to hit end? I do not know how to work the controls. Do I just sit here pretty That's and like do. I show up and Lisa does all the work? All right. Thanks very much for joining us once again. We're so happy that you're with us. Um, I think it was an Allison signed on to the page today and said, it's nice to see what you guys look like. Oh, so nice that, to see you, Allison. Yeah, it's nice well, to see. nice th- that you can see us. Yeah, I saw her. <laughs> you know, it always pops up with people's faces. Okay, and, good. Uh, and Erica has been sending us emails and Angelica has been sending us emails. We're starting to have some regular people, which is really cool. 
Yeah. And then the pop-in ones. We love you too. So thanks a lot for and joining us. And even all of those people that listen that we don't even know you're listening, we thank Never you so ever. much. Please send us an email and tell us uh, if there's a topic that you'd like us to talk about at the number two soberchicks at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks Plus One. Yay! Yay.